Next on BYU Sports Nation, the best of 2017 interviews worth reliving. The best of Between the Lines and BYUSN's Plays of the Year. New offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes charged with changing the course of BYU football. And the man who has changed BYU hoops this season, Heath Troyer, is on the program. Our gift to you, an hour featuring some of our favorite show moments. LOLing encourage. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Welcome into our special Best of BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, wherever and however you're dialed in. It's great to have you with us. Hope you're enjoying a warm, safe holiday season alongside... The man who always cheers up the holiday home, Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Lint. I love the holidays, man. It's great. You get to uh, be with family. You get to celebrate. You get to think about things that matter. I love the holidays. It's great. You are our Buddy the Elf. I would say Jason Shepard is uh, Buddy the Elf. (laughs) In fact, at a uh, White Elephant gift exchange, which we have every year, uh, it's been about a decade-long tradition here at BYU TV Sports, uh, Jason Shepard was gifted, White Elephant gifted, a Buddy the Elf costume, which he put on to <laughs> discourage stealing. Because nothing's worse than being at a, a, a White Elephant gift exchange and being like, oh, sweet, I got a great gift. And then you're like, oh, no, there's two steals on this. And so I think, was it stolen from him? I can't remember. I think at the very end. It was end, stolen. Yes. It was stolen. At the very end. That's a that's a dangerous steal. After Jason Shepard puts that costume on, I wouldn't touch that thing with a twenty-five foot pole. No, I think it's a thirty-nine and a yeah. half foot pole. I was like, "What's the number?" Shoot. Okay, uh, best Christmas movie. Go. Die Hard. I knew you were gonna say that. Toy Story. I knew it. Toy Story. I mean, uh, <laughs> a Christmas story. A Christmas. I want a Christmas <laughs> Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story. Yeah, that's a great Christmas classic. <laughs> Best Christmas movie? That one living scriptures with uh, <laughs> when Nephi builds the boat. Oh, goodness. What's your favorite? Uh, I'm going to say... National Lampoon? No. That actually, is that's, a fantastic That's actually movie. my favorite. Is that's, it your favorite? Yeah. That's Christmas cool. Vacation? Yeah. Okay. Um, Beverly D'Angelo is fabulous in that movie. Yes, I think I think her humor is super underrated. Um, I'm going to say White Christmas, Bing Crosby, Danny Kaye, like 19 straight out of 1954, I think Irving Berlin's classic. That to me screams Christmas. My brother-in-law has this funny bit where he says, "Why does Bing Crosby?" He's like, he's like talking like this the whole time, and then they get into the song. He's like, "Hey, uh, he's like, where did that come from?" He has the. He, he embodies his voice embodies the Christmas spirit to me. Yeah, man. If so you that come from someplace with White Christmas, and then if there were a new movie that I like, probably I, I get a kick out of the holiday. I think, uh, yeah, there are some funny moments one. in that. You haven't seen the holiday, Jack Black? Uh, no, Jude Law. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you should check it out, man. I don't have time over the holidays. I'm so busy. <laughs> just, I'm here. No I'm time. Here. I'm here doing the show. We are here a lot. That is for sure. Uh, speaking of nothing but time. new, BYU football has a new offensive coordinator, Jeremy. In fact, yes. we at BYU Sports Nation wanted to talk with him, and we did so. Coach Jeff Grimes, straight out of an LSU coaches meeting to prepare for his bowl game against Notre Dame, to talk with us about what he wants to do at BYU. Great stuff. We're bringing it back. Offensive schemes. How in the world does he part with that goatee? In fact, I think that's how you started the interview, Jerem. You asked him about shaving the goatee. <laughs> you know, I'm still getting used to it. I just find myself rubbing my chin all the time and feeling <laughs> like I'm touching another person. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that actually happened probably a day earlier than I should have because everybody's kind of looking at me sideways. Okay, you took that job, I'm guessing. So <laughs> people around here hadn't seen me without facial hair in a while. That was the indicator, right? You shaved, so you're probably taking that job? Yeah, I think so. So what have the past few days been like since your hire was made official? Man, it's been crazy. Uh, it's just um, 
round the clock activity, little sleep, um, lots lots of things going on. Obviously, when you're when you're trying to do two things at once, and you know, I want to finish the job here and do things the right way at LSU. I've had four great years here, and as I said in my press conference, I have a lot of respect for for Ed Orgeron and the way that everybody here has treated me at LSU. I love my guys here, and so I'm trying to do that the right way. And at the same time, obviously, uh, you know, my mind is already kind of moving on to, to things there in Provo and excited about everything that's that's going to be happening there really soon and trying to uh, begin to work on a number of things, including uh, talking to recruits and current players and, and all sorts of things. Yeah, in two days, there's the uh, first uh, of three days for the signing day. So BYU is certainly busy out on the recruiting trail. You've been to a lot of awesome uh, places prior to post BYU. Why return to BYU, uh, a place where this this is your first repeat stop? I think, right? It really is, yeah. And I was telling a bunch of guys that that I saw over the weekend how cool it was to come back to a place where you know a lot of people. And as y'all both know, um, LSU, LSU, and Auburn and Virginia Tech and all these other places I've been. If you go back there you're not all that likely to have the same people there. You know, this is kind of like coming back home because so many people um, have stayed at BYU for a number of years. And so it's, it's kind of cool, kind of like a homecoming. And I really enjoyed that part of it, coming back and seeing a lot of people this weekend and, and really looking forward to, to working with a lot of familiar faces and guys that I already know and trust. Well, speaking of guys that, that you know and trust, what did it mean to you to have so many former BYU players and coaches pushing for you to get this job? You know that meant the world to me. I mean, there were there were a bunch of things that that came out, and a lot of people that recommended me for the job. But uh, the former players who were who were really outspoken um, in terms of texting me, and as I found out later on, um, publicly and privately recommending me for the job, that that probably meant more to me than anything because it's those relationships that are that are um, the things that that life really should be all about. The new offensive coordinator for BYU, Jeff Grimes, is on BYU Sports Nation. The last couple of weeks, uh, Spencer and I made a uh, list of candidates, and we made a top five. We did not have you in that because we did not think it was realistic for BYU to get you. So well, shame how, on you to start with. So how did BYU get you? Um, they just asked. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to ask, right, Coach? <laughs> they, yeah, they, they ask nicely. <laughs> No, it was it was a combination of things. It really was. It was, as I said before, is a combination of uh, the right timing for my family, the right timing for me professionally, and the right timing for BYU. I, I really feel like all of those things came together at once and and made it the the right opportunity for me uh, this year. And and I and I think and hope it'll be the right opportunity for BYU as well. Obviously, one of the things that you mentioned is is you want to put together the best staff BYU's ever had. So how, and I know that you have the Citrus Bowl coming up, what is your plan in terms of, of when you start doing some of that, in terms of putting your, your staff together? What, what is that? I know you said there's not a timeline, but how do you envision that part happening? Well, the, it's a great question, and it is, it is obviously more challenging with me being here. However, with... with um, modern technology it makes a lot of those things a whole lot easier than it used to be so there will be a, a number of conversations that are had over the coming weeks um with with myself and and coach sataki and a number of other guys and and we'll we'll just see where it goes and as i said sooner is better than later but the most important thing is to get the right guys here Jeff Grimes is on BYU Sports Nation. A lot of fans are wondering, uh, what kind of offense do you plan on running at BYU? We'll be an exciting offense that combines uh, the best elements of a number of different systems. As you said earlier, I've been a lot of places and been blessed to be around some of the best offensive minds in the country. I mean, I think what what we're doing here with, with Matt Canada and what he's done over the past couple of years um, is really, really um, – exciting and, and sort of uh, cutting-edge stuff that not a lot of other people are doing. Um, being around some of the other guys that I've worked for 
Malzahn and Cutter and, and a lot of guys. I, I've just learned a lot all along the way. And so I, th- I think it'll be a matter of combining all of those things and kind of doing the best of all. And then I think it's important to have enough flexibility within the system so that you can take advantage in any given year of the assets that assets that you have. And, you know, certainly BYU is going to attract a certain type of kid. So there's going to be um, some constancy in the type of player that you're going to have. But from year to year, you might have a little bit different type of quarterback or type of running back or offensive line. And so whether, you know, if you're running um, a wide zone play, you could do that under center, in the pistol, in the offset gun, you could do it from 11, 12, or 13 personnel, and it's still a wide zone play. Um, which of those you choose to do has to do with the personnel and the way you want to present the play. And so um, there will be a lot of those different types of elements and the flexibility to do it um, differently from year to year and, and even and even week to week. The presentation of the offense will change, but the um, – uh, the core plays and, and the fundamentals will remain the same. Jeff, I ask you this question not knowing how much time, if any, because of everything else you have going on, that you've actually had to look at the BYU offense or personnel. But how far do you think this offense is from actually turning things around? Yeah, that's, I can't really answer that question accurately. Um, I mean, all, all I can say is is what I believe to be the case based on what I've been told from a number of other people that I do trust. And and from that vantage point, um, I feel like we have um, we have certainly some talent in in some positions, probably more so than others. Um, but. It's unfair for me to answer that question right now. I'd really, I'd really rather have a little time to to kind of get to know the guys and watch a little bit more film and watch them work out work out this spring, and then I can answer the question in a more educated fashion. And let's finish with this, Jeff. Uh, is there a possibility of retaining anybody from the offensive staff? Is that something you'll look at and consider? Sure, absolutely. It, all all those guys will have the opportunity. Um, and like I said, the most important thing is to get the very best guys. Uh, possible on our staff and and it'll be a combination of a number of different things that we're looking at um, but I think everyone will be really pleased um, with with the staff that we put together well Jeff we appreciate the time uh, I know a lot of BYU fans will be watching the offensive line of LSU on New Year's <laughs> Day with particular interest okay so now I need to get back to work that's what you're telling me that's right it's time to get back to work and then we'll see you in January here we appreciate it Jeff <laughs> okay sounds great good talking to y'all Jeff Grimes, the brand-new BYU football offensive coordinator. Shame on you, Spencer. What did I do? Oh. That's what he said to me. Because we we didn't think BYU could afford him. We thought he was I didn't think, out of their league, well, per was, se. Yeah. Not, not realistic. I don't know that we thought uh, money in that, maybe. But I thought just he was maybe too big for this. And so that was it was a really good hire. I'm excited that Jeff Grimes is the guy. Now, it's one thing to win the press conference, right? But can he win the fans back on the field? He that's, has, what, that's what we wait for. Listen, his LinkedIn profile is dope. Like, it's legit, right? He's been at all these Power 5 schools. He's been at 10 different you know, schools since his kind of high school experience in Texas. When BYU hired Ty Detmer, they hired a 14-year NFL vet and a Heisman Trophy winner. They didn't hire a coach that had called plays or even been in the game that much that way. BYU was hoping that his experience as a player here and in the NFL would pay off in, uh, in being the offensive coordinator. Now they've hired a guy who has been in the game longer, so his coaching experience is deeper and more vast, and that is the hope, that that lends itself. And at quality, it, it's not like they just got some guy from up Power Fives. Not all Power Fives created equal. Like, BYU didn't... A national champion in the SEC out of Auburn and LSU. You didn't get Vanderbilt's D.C. or something. You know what I mean? They got LSU's O-line coach. They got a guy that was at Auburn blocking for a Heisman Trophy winner. Like, that all matters. I'm not buying the, well, he hasn't called plays yet. When Matt Canada and Cam Cameron are calling down to you and saying, Hey, Grimey, I need you to give me a run play that's going to work right now. He's calling plays. He's sort, calling plays. Yeah, sort of. He still has got to get out there and do it. It takes a little bit. It took Robert and I a little bit. You know, uh, five.
It takes a little bit. I'm encouraged. Well-prepared, well-spoken, really motivated dude. Calls people out like me, so that's great. Hey, coming up, the best of Between the Lines. Hey, but first we've got another new coaching addition to BYU that has already made a huge impact on the actual playing surface. Heath Schroyer next. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Hope you're enjoying your holiday season. This is our best of special. As always, our conversation is happening on Twitter. Follow BYU Sports Nation. Hashtag BYUSN. Tweet at us. Tweet uh, what's going on, what you're looking forward to. I'm I'm excited for uh, the next chapter of things that are going to happen with with hoops and conference play, it's exciting. With football, spring ball's around the corner. Signing day coming up soon. It's awesome. It's awesome, man. We've got some new feelings, some new blood going into the new sports season, right? With Jeff Grimes. We just talked to the BYU offensive coordinator, relived that interview. What do you think, BYU Sports Nation? Are you buying into Coach Grimey and what he brings to the BYU football we're offense? That, we're calling him Coach Grimey. I don't That's know. his Twitter handle. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to go that way. Okay, okay. So Just check it. I don't know. I'm like, what are we doing? Out there. Uh, we felt the same way about Heath Schroyer coming in to help the BYU basketball team. A guy who has an amazing LinkedIn resume, right? Not has as good been, as Jess, but it's pretty good. Has been at Power Five programs. He's been a head coach thrice at three different places. Heath Schroyer, we felt, would make an immediate impact on the BYU basketball. Huh. I guess overall theme, the chemistry, the atmosphere. Yeah, BYU basketball is playing defense. They're playing Roland Minson basketball. They had a stretch in November and December of holding an opponent under 70 points, six straight that, games. That's a, that's a winning number for BYU, which is awesome. So it's great to see, and we, as we've discussed, BYU is playing better defense, and it's changed BYU hoops culture. The Schroyer effect. We want to rewind to mid-May when he had been hired for all of, I think, like a day, maybe two. He stopped by Studio B to discuss what he wanted to do to impact BYU basketball. And has he ever? Enjoy. You know what? Just going, just going around the town, I mean, it's, it's amazing how much it's grown. The downtown area, I mean, I didn't even recognize it. Um, so yesterday was my first day, so got in and was able to meet some of the guys and, you know, just try to get your office a little bit in order, do some paperwork, trying to, you know, I got to figure out where we're going to live, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but, uh, but it's been great. It's been, it's, it's, it's great being back. So you're figuring out all the logistics this week, yet you're trying to kind of dive into the basketball program. Because I, I imagine you're anxious to kind of get going with that too. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my wife has been online and she's like, hey, check this place out, this place out, which is great. But I just want to get in start coaching and get on the floor and get after it. and um, So it's been great. But the guys that I've met are, are just fabulous. And I was able to start watching a little film. I'm going to do some more of that this week, just trying to uh, get my bearings, and if you will. So it, it's been fun. Day one on the job, already going to work for BYU basketball. Heath Schroyer is with us on BYU Sports Nation. What do you think of the facility upgrades? Because I'm sure you got your first good look at the oh, newly wow. renovated Marriott Center and then the annex as well. I mean, it's 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 really really nice. Um, it's probably one of the nicest in the country. I mean, I, just the all the places I've been, it's it's. I mean, it's it's beautiful. Um, I think that they've done a great job. The all the amenities are outstanding, and in you know in today's world, and, and especially in recruiting, you have to have those things. And for BYU to step up like they like they've done with this, I mean, it's uh, it's a it's a great sign for the commitment that they've made to basketball. So it's awesome. Did you get Terry's office? Um, I don't know which one I had. I don't I have are, no idea. Are you? At, do you have an outside window? Um, I don't. The one. No, well, no. Maybe no, they I mixed don't. it up then. Uh, they, they, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, uh... I, if I were you, I'd uh, renegotiate it. Get that office. <laughs> that was the best one, man. I don't know. Um, th- this is a return for you. You were an mm-hmm. assistant coach, ninety-seven yep. to one. So, w- what's it like to return to a school? That's a unique. Thing in coaching, it's really it is unique. It's it's kind of come full circle for me. Um, you know, Coach Rose and I have been friends for twenty years, and we came in together with Coach Cleve in ninety seven, and um, you know, and I left and uh, went all over the place. It seems like, and 
you know, what Coach Rose has done here is just fabulous. I mean, I always say Coach Cleveland laid an unbelievable foundation for this program. People forget, you know, when we were, when I first got here, they won one game. I mean, Which that, is nuts. It's, Why it's, do you sign up it, for it? It's, it's unbelievable. So, <laughs> so what, you know, the, the vision that Coach had um, in, in laying the groundwork and, and now seeing what, you know, Coach Rose has done and has taken it to this level. It, it, it's great. It has been great to see. It's been great to understand. I've had a small part in that in the beginning. Um, so to come back and, um, you know, be with Coach Rose again, and it, it was just something that just felt right. Um, I think it was the right time for me, right time for my family, and uh, it was, it's, it's, it's been great. I've been excited ever since it all started to materialize. What a contrast between what you were dealing with in 1997 yeah. when you came in with Coach Cleve and now BYU coming off Admittedly, in the coaches' minds, a little bit of a disappointing season, but still won 22 uh, games. You know, I think that's that's a great sign, um, you know, because that's the one thing Coach Rose talked about. He's like, you know, we, we want to be able to, you know, to make a run, make one more run in the tournament here in the next couple of years. And, and, and I had to remind him, I said, Coach, now remember, I said, you've averaged 25 wins over 12 years. I said, there might be five or six programs in the country that can say that. So what you, I mean, what he's done here is just short of phenomenal. And uh, so I'm anxious. I'm, I'm glad to be back just to be a part of it. Um, and, uh, you know, again, just for, for me, for my family, um, this, you know, this just felt right. And uh, there were other opportunities, but th- again, this one just felt right. And, um, you know, I wanted to be back with someone I really knew and, who, and more importantly, kind of really knew me and, uh, and I was familiar with. And uh, so I'm excited. Steve Cleveland was on the show earlier this week and talked about kind of mentioning to you, hey, if there yeah. was an opening, I think this would be good for you. Yeah. What, what was that conversation like, and what did you think of that? Um, well, w- w- Coach Cleve came out to North Carolina, and he wanted to watch the Carolina-Notre Dame game. So we obviously spent some time together, and we've been really close for forever. I mean, I've worked for him for three three different places. So, um, you know, we were in the car, and, you know, we were just – he's like, you know, I don't know if anything would ever happen, but – if, if there was something, you need to think about going back to BYU and get back to your roots and get back out west. And I'm like, Coach, I'm in the ACC. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, ah, I'm just telling you, you know, it's just something just, just, you know, you need to think about. And so, you know, I didn't think anything about it. And, um, and then, you know, when things started to materialize and, um, you know, and, and Dave called me and we had a conversation. And then we had a couple really in-depth conversations. And um, and then I remember talking to Coach Cleveland back then, and you know, and he called and reminded me of that conversation, and, uh, and it all worked out. Heath Schroyer with us on BYU Sports Nation. As you look at the team that you inherit, there were some concerns on defense, and it's well known, especially because we put it out there, that the defense that you specialized in in 2001 was the last time BYU had a top 25 defense in the NCAA. What was it that you did that was so successful in 2001 that you can bring back and help BYU with this year? Well, I, I just, I don't think there's any magic potion. I just think that, um, you know, I've always been a very detail-oriented person, and I think defensively, you know, you just have to be very detail-oriented. You have to understand how to take opponent's strengths away. Um, try to make them play to their weaknesses, try to take some of their practice time, if you will. The game has changed, though. You know, from 2001 to 2017, the game has changed. You know, the the three-point line is very prominent. Um, I've taken more of an analytical approach to the game now in the last four or five years than I did, obviously, in 2001. Um, but you know, the, the, the meat and potatoes, if you will, are still the same, you know, you got to be able to guard your man. You got to understand what you want to do on ball screens. You have to have five guys playing together all the time. But I think the most important thing with any team, especially defensively, is you have to have confidence defensively. You know, you have to have a little swagger to you. You have to have a little chip on your shoulder to play that. Um, Just, you know, everyone talks about that offensively, but I think you have to have that defensively too. You know, you have to be able to go into other people's gyms and say, you know what, they're not going to score. You know, we're, we're, you know, I used to call, I mean, I called these things kills, but like, can you get three stops in a row six or seven times in a game? Nice. You know, so if, if you, if statistically, if you can do that, if you can get three stops in a row six to seven times a game, it's really hard to lose. You know, so those are just some things that, that, you know, I've always tried to keep track of. And, you know, when I was at UT Martin, our first year, we were primarily man to man. The second year, my team changed a little bit. We kind of went to a matchup zone, and we won there with that. So, you know, I think you have to look at your team. You have to figure out, you know, every team's a little bit different. Every team has a little bit different personality. Some teams can guard this a little bit different. 
Um, and so you just try it in the off season to to see what you can do. What what are your strengths? Try to play to your strengths. Um, you know, really take a look at the league. How do how can we win the league? You know, I think that that's a, a big thing that I've talked to Coach about, and he's been very transparent with me about is how how do we best position ourselves to win the WCC? Um, and then you know from there, then everything else takes care of itself with all the goals that everyone has. But um, you know, you just have you, you're detail oriented, and you understand you know what what your team can do really well. And there's different ways to skin the cat. Um, but I'm excited to just dive in and uh, and help coach in any way we can. Are you going to coach the defense? Is that the I, you know? I have no idea. You know, I think that um, you know, and Coach Cleveland and I talked about this, and I even talked to 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 Coach Rose about it. Is that you know, back in '01 and those things. I mean, that's really all that I did. And you know, after I mean, I've had three different head coaching jobs, so I've been able to you know. I, you know, just being able to coach different sides of the ball and understand the, everything that goes into You've it. You've been but around the block. Been around a little bit. So I, I come back with a different set of eyes and a different perspective probably. Um, you know, I still have the same passion and fire for the game. But, um, you know, just being able to come back with a different set of eyes and, and, and coach has been very transparent and said, listen, I just want you to come back and, you know, I just want to get this thing to run as efficient as possible. So I don't know. You know, we haven't really discussed exactly what, you know, he wants me to do or not do, but, and I'll be willing to help any way I can. Will you be yelling uh, with the same intensity? Yeah, will you be before? the loudest guy in the arena? I'm not as fast as I used to be, but I can still yell. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading some article from 01 where Jeff called the Deseret News said you had this shrill voice. Uh, said, What's the story there? I don't, I don't know. You know, we... Um, <laughs> It's just, you know, when you do all, a lot of the scouting and things like that, you know, you're able to see things um, and you're able to see things develop. And I've always been able, I don't know why or how, but I've always been able to kind of see certain things develop and been able to communicate those things quickly onto the floor. Well, you're not able to communicate those things on the floor if you don't have a voice. And I've been blessed to have that, unfortunately <laughs> fortunately and unfortunately, probably. But um so that's really kind of how it all materialized, you know, being able to see certain things on the floor and, and be able to, you know, switch coverages and things like that on the fly. Those are things that, um, that I've always been, been able to do and uh, enjoyed on. And instead of Cameron Indoor, uh, you got the kennel now. And I think yeah. at Santa Clara and at San Francisco, you will be heard. A little <laughs> bit. It's going to be okay. Yeah, it's going to be a little different. Comparing and contrasting uh, the ACC now to what you're going to be coaching against in the mm-hmm. West Coast Conference, what, what was the – would you say is the best thing that you learned in coaching against the ACC and, and dealing with those teams that you can bring to, to help BYU against the WCC? Uh, that's a great question. You know, I think the ACC being in it, um, there, it, there's great players in that league and, and there's great coaches in the league. And I think that the thing that all the successful teams had is they had their own brand. Um, you know, you knew what Syracuse was going to do. Yes. You know, you knew if you don't rebound the ball with Carolina, you're getting blown out. You know, Duke, you got to be able to guard penetration. I mean, with Wake Forest, you better understand how to guard the ball screen. At, at, at Miami, so, I mean, so everyone had their niche. And I think that every team, regardless of league, regardless of level, every team has to have an identity. And what is your identity on both sides of the ball? And are you able to, to implement it? each and every game. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to tweak it. doesn't mean Syracuse zone's not going to adjust a little bit, you know, during a game and bring their wings up higher, wings up lower, things like that. But you really know what you're going to get. And I think that, um, you know, with BYU, obviously, you know, they play and, and they're, they're so good offensively. And that's one thing I talked to, to Coach Rose about is that when I was at Wyoming, the thing that I was so hard for us was – being able to match up to them one through four because they played with Tavanari and they were so positionless basketball. Um, you know, so what is our brand going to be? You know, that's the biggest thing that I, I, I've talked to Coach about is that how do you win the league? You know, this is my opinion. What, what do we need to do to try to win the WCC? And then how can we implement that with our personnel? Does that match? Mm. Um, and then what is our brand? What is our identity? And, and that can change a little bit every year. You know, Duke might do some different things every year, but you know you better guard the dribble. Um, and their four men, you know, Jason Tatum, whoever it is, is going to be able to put the ball on the floor. So can your four man be able to do that? You know, so <laughs> it just, it, it, you know, being in that league, in any league, you know, the, the best teams in the league have an identity. Um, they know who they are. They know what they are. And that just, you know, you, you, you do that every day in practice, 
and you just get better and better and better. And that doesn't mean you don't tw- tweak some things and do a little something different on with personnel, but um, the meat and potatoes of, of your identity is your identity. Have you met uh, Eric Mika yet? I imagine I he's did. been in Chicago, but maybe a little before. What? I did. I met him uh, yesterday. We actually okay. talked for a little bit yesterday, and, uh, you know, just a great kid, you know. Um, so, you know, I don't know what he's going to do, and, and we're obviously very supportive of whatever he decides. But, um, you know, the little bit of film I watched, um, you know, I would love to, to be able to work with him because I think he's got uh, some great tools. And uh, But he's a fabulous young man. So I'm, I, I wish him the best, whatever he decides. And, um, you know, but uh, he's got a bright future no matter what he does. In terms of personnel, what kind mm-hmm. of a club are you dealing with in your coach's mind? Um, it's hard to say because, you know, I haven't been able to really dive into as much film and, and those things and be on the floor with them. But, um, the one thing that, uh, the little bit I have seen is that, um, we're, we're a skilled basketball team, you know, and I think that the basketball team in itself really likes each other and you can see that on the floor. I think there's a camaraderie among the guys. Um, that's exciting because that's hard. That it's hard, you know, no matter what level you're at to get guys to play with each other and for each other. Um, and then I think that, you know, the other thing people have to remember is a lot of these guys were, were really young last year, coming off missions, and they were young. So I think they'll be better just being older. And then, um, you know, I think Coach Rose has really taken an approach this off season of, you know, I want to be better, you know. And, and I kind of, you know, kind of stuck a little bit. I go, well, you, you know you've averaged 25 wins a year for 12 years. How much better do you want to get? <laughs> um, you know, but, uh, but, and that's what I loved about, you know, him when I worked with him. Um, and that's what I still love about him is that he's just a driven guy um, of trying to, to maximize everything he can. And, uh, and that's one thing he told me. He's like, Heath, you know, when, I, when you get here, I just, I just want you to be you, you know, and, and that's what we need. It's what I want you to do is come here and just be you and dive in and tell me what you think and come in with a different set of eyes. You know, you've been gone and seen a lot of things in the last 16 years. So, you know, just kind of come in and tell me what you think and how can we get better. Fantastic stuff. Head coaching talent in at BYU, and I know a lot of fans feel fortunate to have you back. Thank you. Well, you know what? It's uh, I'm really fortunate to be back. You know, I'm uh, I'm excited. I've always uh, loved the Cougs. I've always followed them for a long time, and ever since I've been here, and uh, I still bleed blue. So we're all everything's good. Heath Schroyer is doing work with BYU basketball. I love his demeanor on the bench. Like, he's the guy that will call anybody and everybody out. In fact, I've noticed he's the hardest on BYU's best players. BYU needed that kind of accountability from last season. And uh, football, I think, is going to get that same idea with Jeff Grimes on the offense. You, in, any, in any area where there are at least three males plus, you need someone holding someone accountable. Or it's just going to get out of control. Let alone, you know, a big football team or a basketball team or whatever. So it's good. It's good for culture to have someone who's policing uh, the group. You don't want the Schroyer daggers from his eyes. Listen, yeah. He's, he's a guy who doesn't wear a tie, he's all, but he's all business. I love it. <laughs> Do you know a businessman without a tie it. greater than Heath Schroyer, said Bill Walton? <laughs> That's not a Bill Walton quote. Oh, my goodness. Now that's Roland Minson basketball. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Two-pointers and no three-point That's Tyler Hawes basketball. That's, that's Kreshmir Chosic basketball, Jerem. That's a Roland. Yeah. Coming up, some of our best unscripted moments. Wait, we have those? Uh, apparently. But first, between the lines, Lauren Frankham and producer Maddie Rasmussen, it had a big year, too, and they put together a best of BYU BTL. Happy holidays. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision on BYU TV. Hope you are enjoying family time, some football time, or any sport for that matter, because a lot of things are happening right now. But it's great to have you with us. And if you missed this show, the good news is you can watch it anytime, anywhere. There are apps, BYU TV and BYU Radio. You can always download on-demand content using those uh, free apps. Okay, I'm going to say six letters. I want you to tell me what comes to mind. Okay. BYUBTL. Uh, a BLT. I want some. Oh, milk. see, you took it a great direction. I would like that I was not expecting. On toast with lettuce and tomato and mayo. Yeah, we need, we need to end this show quickly so that we can go get. It is. <laughs> something with bacon on it. It is about lunchtime. 
BYU BTL stands for BYU Between the Lines, a brand new segment that we launched this year as part of BYU Sports Nation every Tuesday. Lauren Frankham McLean and our producer friend Maddie Rasmussen team up to basically let Lauren do whatever she wants and hang out with cool people, right? Someone had to do it. It's a tough job she Lauren's has. Lauren's hard to contain. <laughs> they have put together some of their favorite moments, which in turn are our collective favorite moments this year. So I caution you, but you should watch the best of BYU Between the Lines. Whose dad's faster? Your dad? No, my dad is 35. <laughs> He's 35. <laughs> my dad, my dad's 60. Happy Father's Day! We love you, Dad! We're gonna sell you, so you gotta shoot to score, and you gotta score to sell. Oh! Got the ice sweeper. <laughs> no, come on! No! no. Oh, all right, Sally, Sally, Sally! <laughs> oh. oh, shoot. Oh, my, oh my God. Wow. All right. Hey, brother, that is, great deal. Honestly, that, that is so impressive. The Cosmo Creepers. Yeah! <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm in your head, I'm in your head, I'm in your head. I contact. I contact. Alright, you're on the team. Alright, you're on the team. I'd love for you to join. When are you starting? Uh, probably Monday. Probably Monday. It's just me it's and like you though. A Tuesday night club night thing? It's just, totally well, it's just me though. Just you? And you. And you. <laughs> and you. It's better than the football team, I promise. Especially the punter. Especially the punter. That guy's a tool. That guy's a tool. That's you. All right, I see it, I see it. Oh, shame. What did, what did you Not see, bad. Ken? What did you see? What did you see there? I saw something a little better than that. Number three, the grass monster. They are worried about that in postseason play. Stephanie Ringwood tripped up by the grass monster. <laughs> I had this, like, breakaway, and I'm, like, totally by myself, and I'm right by the entire audience, and I just ate it. They show this, like, literally before every game. It's going to be with me forever. <laughs> Anybody on the team that has a mohawk or any, you know, <laughs> no, no. So, uh, Elijah Bryant sometimes likes to walk around campus holding a mic interviewing people. Do you know who that is? You don't? So what about the guy with the mohawk? What's his name? Uh, I forgot his name. He stands about 6'5". He likes to wear white and gray sometimes. You wouldn't know who that is, right? No, it's... He's standing right in front of you. Is holding that you? The mic. How's it going? Elijah Bryant. Nice <laughs> to meet funny. you, man. Well, I'm Elijah Bryant. I'm on the basketball team and I'm a guard. <laughs> nice to meet you. Thank you so much. I'll judge your form. Go. Just setting it and then have him hit it. Oh, that was awesome. Do you guys know what like, the libero position does? Yeah, the one If they're important, do you guys think they yeah, should just cut that position good. out? Like, not important enough? I think No? no? I think okay. <laughs> you should cut it out? Okay, for sure. That's all. That's all I think too. That's what I think. I heard that they were just kind of like the water girls, but the libero has an important job. There's no way they can win without a libero. So no. I'm like, I'm like crying. Libero on three. Okay, one, two, three. Libero. For one million dollars. <laughs> would you? <laughs> Hey guys. <laughs> so we're not really sure if you know the difference between your colors, so we're gonna give you a few tests, okay? Okay, let's see it. And these are current BOU athletes. Okay. So you're gonna tell me whether they are blonde or red, okay? Okay. Strawberry blonde, but I'm gonna lean more towards red. One to ten, ten being complete ginger. I would say seven. Eight red. Eight, eight, I'm gonna ten. say this I'm is just red. Scale. Just red. Again, not the most extreme, but still okay. red. That's a blonde as can be. That's good. good. That's we a just want to make sure. So we throw in a few curveballs here. Yeah, there sure you go. Eight or nine. Yeah, that's pretty red. Okay, we got one more. Okay. Four. <laughs> Would you arm wrestle me? 
Absolutely. Let me see who's stronger. If I win, I get to be the starting DB on the football <laughs> Absolutely. team. Absolutely. Okay, you ready? Okay. He's already tensed up, by the way, everybody. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> 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 one more shot, one more Winner. shot. Okay. One more shot. Okay, okay. No, no, let's do left hands. Okay, left hand. Ready? Ready? <laughs> I love that you let me on you. go a little bit. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> oh my I, I, okay, I didn't one. even say three. Brian Logan, football analyst for BYU TV Sports. Brian Logan, the most likely to skip leg day. He has it looks like he has a great upper body, great torso, but the legs just yeah aren't there. No quads, no hamstrings. He misses it. Planets. One, two, three. Yes. <laughs> This next one is a Disney movie. One, two, three. Tangled. <laughs> Soccer accessory. One, two, three. Cleats. <laughs> three for three. Oh, okay. Oh. All right. What memories? They think that they can one-up us. Nope. We're going to bring it. We're going to bring it these final two segments, Jer. We are? Yes, we are. We just had a conversation about mailing it in, so <laughs> that... Is it different now? That's why I'm trying to go the opposite direction. Ah, okay. Let's do it. <laughs> Tell Let's the people it. what's to come. Hey, coming up, some of our best unscripted moments, some of which have never been seen before by those outside Studio B. So this is extremely dangerous. I'm gathering that we haven't even seen some of these. Viewer discretion advised <laughs> in the next segment. Are we going to be okay with this? Uh, yeah, we'll get to that, but not before the top five BYU Sports Nation plays of 2017. There's some good ones. Brady Nail Bakery better be in there. Better be in that list. Between the Lines is brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan. Think Nissan. Think Tim Daly Southtown. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live in the studio. Bizzle with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Hope you're enjoying a very happy holiday season. We invite you to watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. We, we work a lot, and we're happy to do so. And that's why we and wanted to put to, together this holiday show for you. Yeah, and it's great to not work, too. So let's get out of here right after the show. <laughs> <laughs> the holidays, man. Let's chill, bro. Fair enough. Got lots of games, though. And stuff. Fair enough. I do like about the holiday season and the year-end recap shows that we get to do best ofs. Yes. Look back I want to do everything. worst ofs next year. <laughs> well, there was some too- people might think that this is a worst of. We had too much content. We couldn't do it this year. It's true. We had too much. We do a lot of shows. A lot of I'm not shows. talking about our shows. Now, we get to relive <laughs> the best of moments from BYU athletes who we – so happily cover on a day-to-day basis. We've got the top five plays of 2017, and we're going to bring in our good friend Ben Bagley to help us count it down. Ben, please grace us with your presence, my friend. Let's start with number five, Yodown in O-Town. Elijah, shot clock at 15. Lane opens up. Bryant, Childs on the follow. Best player in the West Coast Conference right there, Jeremy. Yep, Elijah Bryant. Nope, Yoli Childs. <laughs> we can debate this for days. Now, the question is, did Elijah throw it up off the glass on purpose? I think he did. You I think th- he threw it off the glass too hard? His Knowing body Yoli language, was behind him. His body language would suggest that he was aware that Yoli was back there, right? Yeah, well, he, <laughs> if he didn't, then he missed it terribly. I think he knew that uh, Yoli Childs was there. That's a great play. Only one way in to Orem, know. In the smackdown in Orem. We ask Eli about it. We need to ask him about that. Did you know that Yoli was behind yeah, you? Why, yeah, I don't know why we haven't asked him. <laughs> we need to ask him that question. He's like, hey, I got this question back from Hey, uh, it's great to have two really good basketball players on the same team. Yeah. Yoli Childs and Eli Bryant, in that order. <laughs> but you can't spell Yoli <laughs> without, without Eli. Eli. They're one and right. the same almost. No, they're not. 
Number four. Number four, Simon says, touchdown, Cougars. Place for coordinator Ty Detmer. Mangum pumps, looks to the end zone, throws for Simon. Touchdown. Micah Simon quietly had. You mean Mika Simmons? A pretty good year for BYU. Like, he, he didn't have a lot of catches, but most of his catches were big plays. Yeah, he did a nice job uh, in a struggling offense. Micah Simon was a bright spot. Matt Bushman was a bright spot. Uh, Squally Canada did a nice job. When Ula Tolutau didn't fumble, he was good, right? So, yeah, there were some bright spots there. I look forward to seeing Micah Simon thrive a little more in his uh, upper class two years. Yeah, maybe we won't reference him as Mika Simmons anymore if He'll he keeps that up, right? Mika Simmons to Micah Simon. Number three. Down goes Goliath. Kept alive by Karnowski. Collins rejected and met by Mika. Oh, those boos sound delicious, don't they? Oh, the Zagateers are amazing. The Zagateers. <laughs> the Zagateers. Three straight wins in Spokane. BYU's first ever win over the number one ranked team in America. This was the Miami game for BYU football, but on the basketball floor, only BYU did it on the road. Because this team, Gonzaga, finishes the national runner-up. It was the same thing as Miami who finishes the national runner-up. So what a win. Three years in a row is unbelievable. Could BYU possibly do it? A fourth time this year, that would be unbelievable. We are in their heads, right? Like at this point, that, all that, Gonzaga no. fans are like, "Oh man, I now, I'm wor- I, they're worried about BYU every time they play in the kennel." Corbin Kafusi is three and zero there. Like BYU hasn't beaten Gonzaga without Corbin Kafusi. So does does he just travel and sit on the bench? Nick Emery was two and zero there. Nick Emery's not. On yeah, the who team. else has won uh, multiple games against Gonzaga at their place? Braden Shaw. Eli Bryant was part of the team, right? But he didn't play. But he didn't play. Yeah. It's interesting. So you're, you're missing, but the, Cor- the Corbin Kafusi was there to stop Shemek Karnowski. By the way, that block with Eric Mika on uh, Collins. Zach Collins, Zach Collins was the number 10 pick in the draft. Get it out. Get it out. Number two. The Great Wall of Brigham. Tanyao receiving, Gigginbacher outside to Fuller. BYU blocked there with Haddock and Burnett. Fuller one more time, cannot score over the block. Third time in the block there again for BYU. Why not a fourth time? And BYU comes up defensively. This place is going nuts. Four times? That's I, I hadn't seen that play before. Crazy. That hey, was how, crazy. How, st- how stubborn is that setter? <laughs> Keep going. Well, it's Kristen Gigginbacher, dude. Sorry. Uh, uh, Sorry. After the second time, I'm not going there. After the third time, I'm not going there. Do you think your opposite stinks? Shoot it to the right side! That's the West Coast Conference Player of the Year in women's volleyball, Gigginbacher from San Diego. Oh, oh, uh, her popcorn's excellent. (laughs) That's terrible. That's terrible. (laughs) Number one. I'll break your backery. Yeah. And Johnson from the goal line, off and running. Oh, he is nailed, and the ball's out, and BYU's got it. Love most about this play is it was a clean hit. And the San Jose State dude is uh, he was okay. That's the best news. What a play by Braden Albacre in a season of disappointment and frustration. There shines a bright light from the San Jose State game known as Braden L. Bakery's hit. That was such a great play. People will remember that forever. Like that hit was like so good. Like in 2071, will, yes. they will be playing that. That will live on forever. Coming up, some of our best unscripted moments. There's a lesson to be learned here. People are always watching. Always watching. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. A day of best ofs. And after you see the next part, maybe you'll think some worst ofs. Could be. <laughs> the cameras are always watching, and we of all people should know. If anybody asks you who I am... Real football begins today. 
now. Write it down. You're in trouble. <laughs> you are in trouble. You're a liar. <laughs> why, why a thousand simulations? Don't question our methods, you tool. The great Max Hall, BYU quarterback, former NFL player. Max, welcome back to the show. I hate Utah. <laughs> Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. Talk about good. Hear what BYU head football coach Kilani Sitaki says about living in Provo and Utah Valley. got the chance to be here as a student, and uh, now I get to come back and be part of it. Provo is the best place. There's something unique about this place, and uh, you just got to be here to experience it. Come visit us. Come see what we have here going on, and I promise you all the memories will come back. Experience it with your family. It's a family affair. All fans that want to come by and visit, please do. Love to see you. Looking forward to it. There's more to discover at visitprovo.org. Listening to Top of Mind makes you a more informed parent. 70% of kids drop out of organized youth sports by age 13. The kids are the, the consumers. If 70% of customers you know, walked out of Target and said, we're never going back to Target, then Target would figure out a different way to do business. Top of Mind, weekdays from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. My parents grew up in really small towns. Things were not easy. I feel like your heritage, you can't really choose what it is, but it makes you who you are. And that's what I got running through me, flowing through these veins. And maybe it could help you understand. Maybe it could help The best explain. in national, international, maybe and local singers and songwriters. Highway 89, every night at 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain, on BYU Radio. Many of them required a guardian, like a young Stevie Wonder who was 11. It was my grandmother, Esther Gordy Edwards, who became his legal guardian. Famous guests from famous places on Special Collections, Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio. Sirius XM 143. BYU Radio. Talk about good. KBYU FM HD2 Provo. 